This is the Tony Kinnett Cast on 93 WIPC. Good evening and welcome to the Tony Kinnett Cast. I am, of course, Tony Kinnett. And without further ado, let's dig into the news because, boy, oh boy, there is quite a bit. First... An important expose by Honest Reporting points out that American photographers, that's right, uh, certain photographers hired by AP, CNN, NYT, and Reuters, were embedded with Hamas on the October 7th attack that massacred over 1,500 Jews in Israel. And uh, these journalists, or should I say this photographer, that was hired by these left-wing media groups not only knew about the impending Hamas attack into Israel, uh, but were embedded in the groups as they crossed the border. Uh, a lot of horrific photos that have been shown of uh, this individual that was taking photos of the atrocities as the groups from Hamas were going into Israel and were performing the rapes, the car burnings, uh, the torturing of the children. And then the Associated Press and the New York Times then used these photos from the individual who knew about the attacks beforehand that was a part of the attacks beforehand. And, oh, sorry, is also pictured here uh, with the leader of Hamas. That would be Yahya uh, Sinwar. Um, so good job, everyone out there in the left-leaning media in hiring a guy who could have warned Israel, could have warned the United States about the impending attack on October 7th and instead decided to take pictures, just in case you were wondering uh, how absolutely horrible uh, things are. No worries, the leftist media is going to make sure that it's just that much worse. Elections were last night, and uh, I told you to be patient, because news was going to be just that bad. And uh, boy, it sure was. Uh, while I've heard a lot of my colleagues today talking about how great it was, even the red states suffered. Uh, again, we saw several Indiana mayoral elections flip blue, uh, which is, of course, unacceptable uh, given the way that Republicans have governed in the state. But when it comes to putting forth impotent garbage candidates, the Indiana GOP is there to serve. Of course, we could talk about Hogsett and Shreve. We're not going to because we've already hit that with 13 dead horses and counting. However, the country is in an absolute mess regarding Republican strategy for elections, uh, obviously, Ronna McDaniel, the niece of Mitt Romney and Trump's number one pick for head of the RNC, uh, has done a horrible job considering Republicans have lost elections for the last six or seven years in a row. And it's not going to get any better because Republicans have not learned any lessons. We already have a scapegoat lined up for 2024. Donald Trump has changed zero of his tactics after losing to President Biden in 2020. And for the narrative that Republicans had the election stolen from them in 2020, Donald Trump and his campaign have produced no plan of how this election is not going to be stolen. I say that as someone who voted for Trump twice, will vote for him again if he wins the nomination. Right now, Republicans are in trouble and they deserve to be. There's no leadership. We'll be talking about that with Kurt Schlichter of the townhall.com here in a few minutes. Moving right along, pro-Palestinian groups across the United States continue to make themselves just the most toxic of cancerous groups to support. Uh, looking at issues from Concordia University in which a Jew was beaten up today by pro-Palestinian groups, you know, the, the same pro-Palestinian groups that we're told are not pro-Hamas, uh, that are not anti-Semitic, they're just beating every Jew they're in reach of. And this is, again, progressing even to the halls of Congress, where in a congressional hearing today, 
as Jim Jordan was trying to hear from, believe it or not, both sides of the pro-Palestinian and the pro-Israel situation, uh, protesters started standing up, screaming, issuing threatening comments, and it was an absolute mess. So, I mean, again, as every other leftist movement is concerned, way to go. I mean, propping up the most insane-looking people who screech the most insane-sounding things, uh, calling for genuine, actual genocide is just the most brilliant of strategies. And man, if Republicans were competent, we sure could do something about that. Lastly, and I must say, this is my personal favorite. Nigel sent this to me earlier in the week, and I think you'll forgive me that I've I've just now gotten around to delivering uh, on what are just a huge series of shenanigans. This is an article from WRTV and CNN. A local best-selling author opens a store for banned books. So, uh, <laughs> a Leah Johnson, who is uh, describes herself as a black and queer woman, says she's always dreamed of being a storyteller. And, and that's actually how the article starts off. She says, as a black queer woman, I've always dreamed of being a storyteller. Because... You know, when I tell a story to my child, the first thing that I think about is how much melanin is in my skin and what genitals I'm rocking. Uh, what on earth is wrong with people? But th- that's not the best part of the story. See, she's opening up a story, or she's opening up, she's opening up a store for banned books. Now, none of the books that she's selling in the store are actually banned. A lot of these books are pornographic books, like Gender Queer that are being removed from schools because uh, parents don't want elementary and middle school students uh, reading about how to have anal sex. Probably not at the top of any parent's top tier list for, for good, solid education, at least no parent with a functioning frontal cortex. But this best-selling author is so excited about uh, her opportunity to sell books that aren't banned, um, that just aren't allowed in some children's sections. This this would be like an individual opening up a store for Playboy magazines saying these are all banned books because they're not allowed to be given out at the local children's library. So nothing will ever be as astonishing to me as an individual who's so obsessed with their color and their genitals deciding that this is a message from on high. And by the way, she does say she's felt a spiritual calling, a spiritual calling to open up a, a store uh, that sells books everyone already has access to. And, and that's great, by the way, because you can go to Books A Million, uh, you can go to Amazon.com and have those books to your door faster if you order an electronic copy uh, than if you actually drive over to her store and pay the commission fee, uh, the sales fee, on top of what she's already selling you. So good job, everybody. 10 out of 10. Just a stellar week of news. We have never failed to be so disappointing uh, to God. And heaven knows it's only going to get worse. All right, we have got Kurt Schlichter coming up next. And last but not least in the show, a little bit of a shout out to an individual who made the biggest difference in my life. And that would be a guy who genuinely just wants to be left alone. Don't we all? You are listening to the Tony Kinnecast on 93 WIBC. You're listening to the Tony Kennett Cast on 93 WIPC. Welcome back to the Tony Kennett Cast on 93 WIPC. 
Kurt Schlichter, senior columnist from townhall.com, Los Angeles trial lawyer and a retired Army infantry colonel, author of the Kelly Turnbull series. If you don't know who he is, you should. You should be following his column on Town Hall. And uh, normally, I'd stick around for some intro niceties. But honestly, <laughs> we were talking a little bit before uh, the show started. Um, man, I tell you what, the post-election night nonsense is in full swing. Uh, how did you say that Trump had um, responded to his own endorsed gubernatorial candidate in, conduct, in Kentucky losing? How, how did he take that? Yeah, he, he said it was the stench of Mitch McConnell, um, the, the guy who always wins in Kentucky. Um, <laughs> then he took credit for Tate Reeves' narrow win in Mississippi. And Mississippi, like, one of the like, reddest you, states in the yeah, country. Yeah, there's a lot of people hallucinating right about now. Uh, the fact is, you know, the uh, Trump can't <laughs> Trump, Trump, Trump can't point at you and have you win. And I'm not sure he can point at you and have him have you win a primary. I'm not sure he's going to win this primary. But right now he's ahead. Uh, I mean, he had a very good week with a bunch of uh, uh, media reports saying, oh, no, Biden's going to lose to him. Weird that the media would say exactly what they want to hear because they all think Biden will beat him, uh, that anyone will beat him. And they definitely want him to be the nominee. So I, honestly, what's getting me right now is the the same people who say that the election was stolen in 2020. Right. Especially in close districts, the battleground states, Michigan, yeah. Pennsylvania. Oh, that's it was a close election. So they were able to steal it very easily. Um, all of a sudden, the polls say that it's going to be a close race in those same battleground states where the election was stolen. Yeah. And there's been no plan to stop this supposed steal. Well, wait a minute. But yet they're well, saying gonna... Trump is going to win based on these one to five percent polls. I'm I'm what well, changed? I, haven't you heard? Rona McDaniel was on the job. I mean, after losing seven, was it now seven cycles in a row? Uh, she, yeah, it's it's, it's six so years in a row, at least win. for me. She's I mean, look, statistically, she's got to win sometime. So, you yeah, know, at least this point, she should be able to accidentally walk into an election night victory. Yeah, I mean, statistically speaking, you, 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 you know, you, you, you have to actually mistakenly win once. I mean, she's really <sighs> remarkable, uh, by the way, uh, in, in, endorsed by Donald Trump. And my favorite thing is I'll get on. A lot of people are mad at me because I'm very hard on Donald Trump uh, because I believe that I don't owe politicians loyalty. They owe me loyalty. And then right, I, I believe in what the guy is running for, not the guy himself. Yeah, I'm, I, I, I'm totally indifferent to him as a person. Uh, I don't depend on him. I, I, my, what, I, I get so much. There's so much fun out there. People, uh, people are like, we're, we're going to win, and then you're going to be out in the cold, and you've destroyed your career. And I'm like, you know, uh, uh, chubby and Trumpy sixty nine on Twitter. Do you imagine that you're the guy standing <laughs> at the velvet rope with a clipboard? Telling who goes in and who goes out, you know, is that is that you? Do you think you're you're getting an invite to Mar-a-Lago sometime soon? Yeah, like Town Hall's going to fire you, Daily Signal's going to fire me if all of a sudden tomorrow Trump doesn't swing through this, that, or the other. Mm. But this, you know, you mentioned you know the guys on Twitter saying that you know we're not the real patriots because again, I voted for Trump twice. If he me wins too. the nomination, I'll vote for him vote again. For him. If he wins, yeah, I'll vote for him again happily. But well, not happily, but I'll vote for him again. Um, and I'll tell everyone to do so from yep. the show. Me too. But again, 
I, I'm amazed by the individuals who have become gatekeepers for patriotism. And these are the same people that say they, they claim every election now is, is corrupt. It's all cheating. There's no voting anymore in the country. Yeah, yeah you can't and, possibly win. And also we're going to win. Which I just want to pause there for a oh. second, though, because these are people who claim like the left claims that like everyone on the right's a Nazi. They truly believe they're a Nazi. You know, the right truly believes that all the elections are stolen, yet they're comfortable to just, I, I guess, to sit at home and complain about it on Twitter. If you or I actually believed that every election in the United States was defunct, we would have a responsibility to pick up a rifle and return the country to the Constitution. Like, but well, these guys are these just guys, Carla Pinks. I have never met anyone who thought every election was stolen who also shows up to make phone calls and knock on doors. Okay. Right. These are, these are not the Scott Pressler guys. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. I mean, really, I mean, they, 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 yeah. look, Donald Trump, it's good and bad. Donald Trump did a lot of good things. He brought a lot of people in who weren't politically active. The problem is they, they all imagined that they were these savvy political savants you know, leveraging the full benefit of their inexperience. I mean, I'm, I've been doing this stuff for 40 years, okay? But they come in and suddenly, you know, they know everything and they've done everything and they're going right. to tell me about it. Uh, I, I particularly like when they, uh, you know, these same guys who sat out the last 30 years, you know, playing Call of Duty, uh, telling me about patriotism. If you're going to do that, address me as Colonel. Um you know, it's just I'm a lot of these guys just don't really understand how how political stuff works. And it's not like America is uniquely bad. You think they didn't have corruption in ancient Rome? You think foreigners right. didn't come in and buy senators there? This is all normal human being stuff. Doesn't mean I like it or agree with it. It, it just, just means, means that we've seen this before yeah, and yeah, no I strategies mean, it, in combating it are new. Yeah. If you're if you're stunned that people are compromising on things to get other things that they want and you can't believe this is happening. Okay. Y y you're dumb. All right. You're, you're, you're just, you're, you're dumb and you're saying dumb things and I don't want to hear them because they're again, dumb. I'm, I'm at a loss that again, we have another election and I'm, I'm going to talk about this in, in the next segment, but that we have another election where there's a scapegoat and there has to be, again, like we talked about, Ronald McDonald has lost uh, Ronald McDonald of the RNC, this clown has lost six or seven years in a row. Yeah. She and has yet never won. I now I the scapegoat tired is, of all the winning. It, it, yeah. And, and now the scapegoat is uh, abortion. You know, last year, the scapegoat was entitlement okay. reform. The abortion? year before that, the scapegoat was I mean, there's just literally an excuse well, look, look, every abortion, single election. Abortion is presenting a problem. I get it. And I was talking to some very high up people in the Trump campaign who were telling me, no, it's all abortion. No, I think part of it's abortion. I think to some extent right. when we got uh, when Dobbs came through, we were the dog who caught the car. And we didn't know right. how to There's do no it. There's no plan what to do with well, it later. We had, we had idiots like Lindsey Graham, who's a very good friend of Donald Trump, uh, after you know 30 or 40 years of us saying, we're going to send this back to the states, he immediately says, no, we're, we want, I want to pass a federal law that's going to take over abortion. Now, look, when you're telling people X for 40 years, and then you then they go, okay, we, you know, here, here you go, now you got a chance, and they go, great, we're going to do Y, you shouldn't wonder why they don't trust you. Right. Okay. I, I mean, 
And uh, Republicans have not been good. First of all, Republicans don't like talking about abortion. Second of all, they're not good at it. Third of all, here's another problem. We have one party that's entirely pro-abortion and another party that's lukewarm anti-abortion, but has has people who are softer on abortion. Mm -hmm. We have a range of views in our party, which is half the electorate, and the other party has no range of views. So that tells me a majority of people are probably going to be much more moderate on this than say I am. Now, I don't have to like that. It annoys me. I wish everyone would do exactly what I said all the time. But unfortunately (laughs) for everybody, we don't live in that world where I am the king. You have time to stick around for just one more segment? Sure. You're listening to the Tony Kinnikast. The Tony Kinnikast on 93 WIBC. Back with Kurt Schlichter, Colonel, retired Army Infantry, a senior columnist for townhall.com, and uh, my personal favorite, the author of the Kelly Turnbull series. Uh, we've been chatting a little bit about just the anguish uh, that some of us feel hitting our head on the same doorpost yet again regarding elect- lessons not learned post-election. And again, I brought up the idea that, that we just keep having these scapegoats so that we don't have to learn yes. that we need to start caring about things before the primary. It's like we're, we're willing to do anything except confront this generational failure within when it comes to winning elections in the Republican Party. Well, look, I mean, the Republican Party is going through a giant change right now in the coalition. This is a very different Republican Party from 20 years ago. And the, uh, you know, look, I I was a Tea Party guy. I fought the establishment. The thing is, we've kind of won. You know, you you look at Mike Johnson, our speaker. That's that's one of us, man. That's right. Of course, now they're like, well, you know, six years ago, he said this. It's like. Guys, we got to get back to the 80% friends thing, uh, mm-hmm. although he's about 99% friends. Um, Which is just wild to me. He, I mean, he is the traditional conservative, you know, with a high heritage action score. He, he should be the link between populists and establishment. And instead, again, it's like people are just looking so hard for things to complain about, like you said, to make the party tent smaller instead of winning it's ridiculous like i i want to win elections i don't understand why this is so foreign well uh, i i don't understand either uh again a lot of these people aren't involved in politics it's more of an entertainment thing hmm. you know i saw i used to like to watch him on the apprentice i like watching him as president well i like to watch him as president too but you know what i like more you know a supreme court which we got um mm-hmm. the 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 establishment has essentially been beaten you, now you even have um uh freaking McConnell who's i mean yeah Rick Scott's got him fairly on the ropes well i mean McConnell first of all he's in a physical mess he's had a stroke it's pretty right. clear he didn't just fall over but, right. uh, I mean, he's now coming and saying, well, I'm not getting my Ukraine stuff until I get some border stuff. That That's good uh, because he would happily sell out the border for Ukraine any day. I mean, I, I, I don't understand him getting up and going, you know, the number one issue today for us is Ukraine. 
All right. That was the you know, wildest clip I'd seen in a while. Yeah, you know, Mitch, I, I went over, I, I trained Ukrainian soldiers four times. Okay, I like the Ukraine. I hope they win. It's not my most important issue. It's right. probably not in my top five. Um, you know, that whole Ukraine-Russia thing, like, like we're going to understand it. Mm-hmm. You know, like the guy with the Ukrainian flag and his usernames. Uh, got this deep Slavic interplay uh, 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 nailed down, so he's going to be able to give us good policies other than Zelensky, good, Putin, bad. Right. I, I want the Ukrainians to, to win on the ground as well. I think Love it's a it. great case for why the Second Amendment is so crucial to a populace. Yep. But I'm not going to sit here and try to tell you that I understand Eastern European politics and the cultures no. behind it, because I don't. So, mm-hmm. it's again, it's uh, we have the border, we have a drug problem, we have an economy problem. I mean, you you know, I'm an education guy. The schools are a mess. Yeah. Well, look, I, I look. I just found out again. A guy who spent 27 years defending this country just found out I was number 111 on a list my government put out of people to silence on social media. My you were on that decided, list with the Federalist, really? Yeah, I was number 111. I guess I. Wow. I, you know, I, I wish I were higher. Yeah, no kidding. I had but, those rookie yeah, numbers, you know, Kurt. You got to pump those up. That. Just think about that, man. I, I went off to war for this country twice. I, I, I swore to defend the Constitution. I intended to do so. And my country decided that I needed to have my First Amendment rights stepped on because I wasn't saying approved things. That's pretty, you know, that's, that's a pretty, that's uh, kind of a, 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 a revelation that kind of makes you a little bit sad. Yeah. And yet here it is. So we've got real things to fight for here. And I kind of like to get those things squared away, but we're not going to do that with the Democrat majority in Congress and, and, and uh, you know, whoever Biden's puppet masters are running things in the White House. It, you know, if anything is good, good came out of yesterday. And there are some more nuanced analyses of it, particularly the Virginia stuff, because mm-hmm. a lot of what, what Youngton was doing was reaching. He was looking for Biden plus 10, Biden plus 15 districts. He won every district up to Biden plus nine. Yeah, I was getting ready to say, yeah, the Biden plus nines to plus 12s are where finally the Biden push was able to stop him. So that was, I mean, it's never good not to win, but you always have to rigorously assess the situation. And he's done some things and and that's good. But the the fact is, you know, we we got a tough road next year, man. Hmm. We got a tough so, road. I, I, I mean, we decided we decided because, you know, McCarthy, who I freaking despise. I don't like McCarthy. I don't like him personally. Well, okay. you are in next door to him out there in CA. I understand. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I you know, I don't like him. I, I, I'm, bad things happen to him and I'm at best indifferent. But he was useful and he was also raising a, a, a ton of money. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, a lot of money. And then we decide, well, you know, politically, the right. guy McCarthy was doing a better a job of cult. electing Republicans than Rana ever did. He, well, yeah, I mean, he yeah, look, the speaker's job is not policy. The speaker's job is to manage votes and raise money. Absolutely. And everyone's going, well, you know, he wasn't, you know, he, he wasn't as conservative as we'd like. Well, 
most Americas. Let's get rid of them. Let's humiliate ourselves for three weeks while we have a giant in the middle of the biggest on. geopolitical conflict yeah. since the Soviet Union fell. Yeah, pretty much. And um, now we got this new guy in who raised sixty six thousand dollars for his own safe reelection. I, I, I mean, may, maybe this guy will raise sixty six mil or seventy six million, like like uh, uh, McCarthy did. But I'm not sure I'm going to bet on it. Um, and, and and people think this is a victory. Look, I like Mike Johnson. I'm, I, and if he was a fundraiser, I might be happy he was in. Fine, okay, whatever. But this is just dumb. Mm-hmm. People are operating on emotions. They are missing the point. They are, oh, my God. Treating your, their relationship to a a politician like it's personal, mm-hmm. like you owe Donald Trump loyalty. How did that happen? Right. I don't know any. Look, I like Ron DeSantis. I think he's a great guy. I don't owe him anything. Right. All right. I, I mean, at the end of the day, if he's not getting it done, he's got to go. Sorry. You know, I'll give you I'll give me a handshake, but I'm not here to make freaking friends. Now a lot of right. people get a lot of stuff out of these guys, you know. I, uh, you know, I, I don't have a job from any of these. I got a signed hat from DeSantis. I got a signed uh, copy of my column saying the case against Donald Trump from Donald Trump. You have now heard everything I have ever gotten from these politicians. Okay, although I'm sorry, you're being paid. I'm like, I wish. Yeah, no kidding. I, I really wish you think that I, I was being paid. <laughs> yeah, I wish I was getting Disney? stacked by all these shadow campaigns. Uh, I know, we're right? Running a little bit short here in, in, in a good 30 seconds or so. Tell us what's coming up next on Town Hall. What's what's really got your ire over the next week or so? Uh, I got an article out uh, right now that uh, is uh, on Town Hall VIP, which everybody should go join. It's called I Told You So, and it's directed to all the cancel culture people. Now, I look, I was against cancel culture. I said, bad idea to have cultural sanctions and uh, employment sanctions against people who disagree. I think it's a bad idea. We shouldn't do it. And you know what? I lost that argument. We have new rules. And I said, look, they're going to bite you. You don't want to do this. And they are biting the left, and the left doesn't like it. And I love this five-pointed sharp suppository. Uh, I just, I, I just, I just think it's great, and I want them to suffer and learn. And maybe at some point in the future, they can beg me to go back to the old rules, but not now. Not now. They, <laughs> they have to hurt. I feel that, Kurt. Thanks for hopping on with us, and uh, hopefully, thanks talk at you real soon. You're listening to the Tony Kinnick Cast on ninety-three WIBC. You're listening to the Tony Kennett Cast on 93 WIBC. Hey, welcome back to the Tony Kennett Cast on 93 WIBC. To wrap things up this evening, I want to talk about my favorite kind of person. Now, I have two favorite kinds of people, as many people well know. Person number one is the kind of person who listens to this show live on the YouTube live stream. You can find that over at WIBC's YouTube channel. The live chat is filled with the best and worst people Indiana and the country has to offer. That's where you should be listening, you know, unless you're driving and on the air, in which case I wouldn't recommend it. The second kind of person that I like best is the kind of person who just wants to be left alone. 
there was something about the the average individual who just wants to get done with their job at the end of the day, go home, be with their family, play catch with their son, crack open a drink, eat dinner with their wife, maybe go fishing. Something about that is appealing in its average Americana, just American dream achieved. Uh, my fourth grade teacher well, was a, a lot like this, and I didn't know it at the time because he was very passionate about his job uh, when he was my teacher. But when I went back after getting an education degree and going back to Knightstown, Indiana, I had the privilege to teach alongside him uh, where he had moved to for just a couple of years. And at the end of the day, he would get into his red Jeep Wrangler and peel off into the sunset to go spend time with his family. And that's where his heart laid. It wasn't in how crazy the politics were. It wasn't in all of the insanity surrounding the culture wars. It wasn't in all of the other nonsense that a lot of people fill their days with, myself included. But it was him wanting to spend time with his family and be left alone that was one of the things that mattered most to him. And at first glance, you might be tempted to think that that sounds average or mediocre, but you really couldn't be more wrong. And that's one of the things that built American society is the idea that you go out and make something of yourself so that you can, as George Washington quoted from scripture, rest under my own vine and fig tree under the land that I have toiled and rest among the fruits that I get to sample. And that really is what the American dreams end point is. But the problem is you don't really live in a society anymore that is comfortable with you getting to enjoy the fruits of that labor. See, everyone from all of the libertarians to most Republicans, most independents, and some Democrats really wants to be left alone at the end of the day. You don't want to turn on ESPN and be lectured about politics before you watch the latest game. You don't really want to deal with a bunch of licensure and nonsense before you go hunting or fishing. And you certainly don't want to deal with paper straws before you go buy a drink at your local Starbucks or pub. Yet, we still say that we want to be left alone. The problem is, people don't really fight for being left alone anymore. This country was founded upon the principles that you should be left alone, that the government shouldn't dictate your life, but only if you can continue to maintain being left alone. And this is a problem that both sides experience right now in politics, although the right experiences it much more than the left does. The left understands that to reach its eventual policy aims of a statist utopia, that you cannot quit even for a second. It's a marathon. There is no quick fix election that is going to waltz in and save everybody and make policies perfect. The right doesn't really understand this. We may get advocacy based about some kind of a candidate, a policy, something may really upset us about a local school board or, or maybe a decision to charge $50 in a, in a parking lot looking at you fishers. And these are things that frustrate us for a short amount of time. And then when the issue is solved, we kind of fade back into that unsung obscurity to be left alone again. And then we act surprised when just a few years later, that issue is back on the docket. And strangely, we've lost ground since the last time we've defended the right to be left alone. The secret of the American Republic is that it requires of every citizen in its republic to fight for that republic every single day. You don't get a day off. It doesn't require you to get out and, and be some kind of a loon holding a picket sign or, or protesting each and every day. No. 
but it does require you to be ever vigilant. Our Republic requires you to maintain it, to water the tree of liberty from time to time with the blood of patriots and tyrants. You do have to give a little bit of your blood, sweat, and tears to keep America free. You have to fight for your right to be left alone. If you don't want property taxes to increase, you need to go get involved in the primary and pick the candidate that's not going to increase property taxes. It means you have to call your legislator and let them know that you will be a problem if they don't start acting like what you voted them in for. And these are the kind of things that are uncomfortable to hear. And they're not uncomfortable to hear because you don't agree with what I'm saying, but there's always something in the back of your mind that kind of turns on when someone says that it's going to require a lot of time and effort that man innately wants to say, no, 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 I'm good. I'm busy enough as it is. But the catch is that if you take this easy road that the boomer generation took after the fats of victory from World War II were won by their parents, if you choose to sit back as Generation X did and Generation IY or the millennials did, and as Generation Z is starting to do, if you live off of the fats of prosperity, you won't be left alone. You won't be allowed to go sit under your vine and your fig tree. And if we don't take politics seriously, again, not being crazy, you don't have to go to every GOP meeting or, or local political meeting. That's not at all what I'm saying. But if we do not walk circumspectly in how we handle our politics and who we put in office, then pretty soon you won't have the right to be left alone. And unfortunately, we'll only have ourselves to blame. Thank you very much for tuning in to the Tony Kinnick cast this evening. Christ is King, and we will see you tomorrow.